gives to Krejci. Krejci elevates the backhand to hold it over to McAvoy. Looking for a tip. Krejci roofs it. Gianto with great hands in from the little nudge. And the Bruins have seven. David Krejci with his fourth career hat trick. Marchand pulls the buck, comes off the boards against Joanne. Turns the neck, has a shot, and scores! Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Titletown Sports Podcast. Happy to have you here. My name's Craig. I'm Melissa. Hi, Melissa. What's going on? How are you? I'm great. How are you, Craig? I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty good. Oh, that's nice to hear. It's Monday. Sure is. That's and, correct. Uh, that checks out. That's a cool thing. Bruins do not play tonight. They played a couple games this past week. Mm-hmm. Want to talk about them? I do. Let's cover some of the crap that we missed because we're a weekly sports show and a lot of stuff passes us by. Yeah, they had, uh, as we talked about last week, they're kind of on a run now of an every other day situation. Yeah, I think actually today is there only or yesterday, double day off. One or the other was the only like scheduled day off, like no team activity whatsoever. Yeah, no practice, nothing. Yeah, um, yeah they had an overtime win uh, against Carolina. Carolina. While we were gone, the that's Hurricanes. a bad team. Uh, that's that okay. They, we'll uh, take it. Take they, the wins that, that you're beat. supposed to get. Sure. Sure. I mean, the fact that they had to go into overtime, not ideal. Uh, they had a blowout of a game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. I know you have some thoughts on that. I've got a whole bunch of thoughts on that game. I was at that game, so I'm like Woo! more attached to How it than anything exciting. else. It was a barn burner, for and sure. Then they also had a win. They snuck a win in there against the Canadians. Snuck a win is definitely is definitely the term. They uh, Another Two OT win. 2-1 in overtime. I was happy yeah, once they tight. got that to overtime. I was like, okay, cool. You got a point out of it. Great. Yeah. And then they ended up getting two points. That was the classic, like, just to talk about that game for a moment. Yeah. In previous iterations of the Bruins, that was the exact game that they would normally lose. Right after there was an awesome, you know, back and forth, high scoring fight, like big burn burner of a game. Mm -hmm. The next night, like at home against another rival, they don't even show up and they just like fucking get get beat like yeah, that's they, like what yeah. they come out slow don't play hard that's what the Claude the Claude Bruins would have done yeah they would have done the opposite they would have gone done what the Canadians did gone up one nothing yeah. early and then played the entire right. game with the one goal lead right. and then they were yeah. let in two goals in the final two minutes of play oh my lose. god oh, I swear to god that used to happen so much last year and Literally. it made me fucking oh incest I had where like if the you give up a goal in the last 40 seconds you're, oh my God! You're such a garbage team. Well, it that's made, that was the Claude approach so because that one goal was always enough to tie it because they would only score one and then try to salt right, the thing away. Right, and then it was all about like, you know, I, all of a sudden words have escaped me. I yeah. that's how mad I got. I can't that's even tough say in words this line anymore. Of work. Yeah, you know, all, and then it was just like, okay, coast through, play out the next forty minutes. You know, yeah, just you salt don't need it away. to score. Just pack right, it in. Right. Speaking of Claude, uh, Claude was all. Speaking of us talking shit. Claude Julian also talked some shit after that game. In he was French? Bitching about, no, in English. Oh, well. Clearly yeah, talking serious. to the American media in this case. Yeah. Uh, bitching about Rick Nash taking a little dive to draw a penalty at the end of the guy, that game. That's ironic to have someone from the Canadians talk about anybody taking a dive. 
Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Now, I will say... <laughs> that Claude, is a real Bruins take Claude, right there. <laughs> well, it is. It is. Claude Julian, specifically, I mean, he always preached that. We loved it when he would call out other teams... Yeah, of course. ...as the head coach of the Bruins to, to, to not flop and whatever. But you cannot stand there with your fucking... Adidas Montreal Canadiens pullover, Claude. Yeah. Speaking to the French Canadian media in uh, fucking native tongue and tell me about flopping. You're just not allowed. I don't care how much right. of your career you've spent as an anti flopper. You're a Canadian. You cannot right. wear that. They, you wear those colors the- and talk about flopping. Right. You can't. You for you forfeit your right to complain right. about flopping when you become a Montreal Canadian. They are the masters of the flop. Like that they, would be like that would they, be like the manager of the Yankees being like. Yeah, but like those dudes are probably on steroids. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you just can't like it's it's ingrained in your team's culture to yeah. a point that even if you don't believe in it, it's what you're known for. You have a reputation, and like don't fuel the fire. Yeah, I mean he's right. Point. Rick Nash totally flopped, but that's yeah, whatever. Irrelevant. irrelevant. Yeah. You irrelevant. know why you recognize it? Because your team fucking does it so much. Yeah, exactly. Know it when you see it, don't you, Claude? Totally. Anyway, uh, can we go back to that Pittsburgh game oh for a moment? Oh my God, can we? It was great. So eight to four, total it. fucking pants on fire game. Yeah. You uh, don't see a ton of high scoring hockey games. So it's like when you like get that. one, there's such an anomaly and like so exciting was, to yeah, watch. That thing was wide open. Mm-hmm. Bit of a mess on both sides. I mean, that's not exactly how you. Yeah, you don't want to give up four goals like that. I think it's undershadowed in how much they won by. And it's like you, but you fucking gave up four goals. Like that's not great. Let's four not goals. That. Tukarask let up three goals on the first seven shots he saw, and yeah. <laughs> so three for seven. That's like a decent like batting average in yeah. baseball. <laughs> not only was it three for seven, it was really four for eight because they called a goal back. Oh yeah, that got kicked in. So four pucks made their way behind Tukarask on eight attempts. Only three of them ended up counting, but that was the worst. I mean, he picked a good night to play the worst game of the season because, like, the team yeah, the team was, picked him up. It was it was Pittsburgh playing their backup goalie and then ultimately their third string goalie because they pulled the first dude. Yeah, well. but I mean, that was a wild game. Just back to front, but Tuukka Rask played horrific. Yeah, and I think it goes. It gets swept under the radar. How he it does. played, yeah, because you look at the box score and you're like, okay, eight to four, like, wow, that's like, you know, that's a football score, like, you don't, yeah, see that. And and, and a four goal game isn't score. great no matter what, but when you if you look at it, even like the closer you look at it, the worse it gets. Where like four goals ain't great, three goals in one period ain't ga- ain't great either. Three goals on seven shots is yeah. horrific, right? Like it just the 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 a five hundred. They all happened at the same time. Right. It was brutal. A fifty percent save percentage is not what you're going yeah, for. Real, real, real bad. Real, real bad. <laughs> not I mean, a, not the, ideal. The team was able to lift him up. David Krejci had a hat trick, which was uh, rad, killer. I mean, honestly, uh, Rick Nash had a goal and an assist in that game. Mm-hmm. Qu- quick comment on uh, Don Sweeney, yeah, general manager Don Sweeney. He in like the immediate. A uh, couple of games after the trade deadline, had like a couple of goals and a couple assists from Rat uh, from Rick Nash. Yeah, Tommy fucking Wingles got a goal. Oh, can there be any? We didn't. We forgot to talk about it when we talked about the trade. Tommy deadline. Wingles. But like, have you ever heard a more Boston sounding name? I love it. It's like the name you would make up if you were writing like a shitty seventh grade story, and you're like, this guy's from Southie. His name's uh. It's the type Tommy of, Wingles. It's the type of name that was designed to have fucking. As a middle name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy fucking Wingles. Yeah. You know that kid? Lives over on I Street. He's a real shit. Yeah. Well, Wingles 
gets a goal. I think Sorry. he also had an assist. Fucking uh, Gianta had a couple assists. Nick Holden had a couple. Like it's just yeah. like crazy to see like all these just immediate. In in the Pittsburgh game was the first game for Gianta and Holden. Mm-hmm. Um, Wingles got a goal in the Carolina game, but yeah, just immediate impacts. The Krejci hat trick. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that right. you He's add on one of the yeah. fucking best offensive players in the league to David Krejci's line. Next thing you know, he's scoring three goals in a game. Yeah, I don't think that's a stretch to say like when you can put talent around your best players right. on every line, they all end up looking better. Yeah. I've had this feeling and like the numbers don't necessarily back it up, but I just have had this feeling that I feel like Rick Nash has been close to so many more goals since he's come. He's rung a lot of posts. Yeah, I know that's I, something that's been angering you a, quite a bit. It has been just a lot and and no fault of his own. Like, you know what? I'm happy that he's taking shots and like he's putting the puck on the net and, and I'll he's take it. Beaten goalies. I mean, you know, right. Exactly. Like you need to play aggressively and like the goals will come. So I hope he doesn't stop it. I feel bad for him in some ways. And I just keep thinking about, man, you could be blowing teams out even more. The number of like dings yeah. he's had off the posts. Yeah. And just it's, I mean, you know, watching him go into the corners and stuff like that. I mean, because, you know, we were talking about uh, on our last episode, Rick Nash had become a Bruin, but hadn't played a game yet. So I think that Carolina game was his first. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, that was his first game as a Bruin. Totally. And oh, no, second, because the first one was on the road against someone. I forget. He's new here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) What what was the point I was trying to make? He's been hitting a lot Just, of posts. So I hadn't seen. So I watched the Carolina game, and I was in the building for the Pittsburgh game. So I didn't see that first game that he played. But it just the way that he like goes into corners, he just like sticks his ass out, and people just bounce off of him. Like yeah. the, like his. It reminds me of Yager, except like that's what Yager was like too. Like, but he just would never fucking pass. Like it was like he was like the right. Isaiah Thomas of hockey. Like it would just <laughs> the ball would just like, stick. This is mine. The puck would just stick to him. And he wouldn't do anything in. with it. You don't but know what like, you're doing. He had, he's a big dude who's got like his body positioning down to a science. Like, yeah. He's a big dude and he knows how to use like all of his size to his advantage. And just like, it's not, when you say that, it's easy to picture someone like just leveling people, which is not his game. It's just about body position and like just sticking your ass out and right. having some little 5'9 defender just not, bounce not off of have you. have the wingspan like he's to be able to get into the puck. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it's important. I, he plays a very whole game, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. In that, like, he passes, he shoots, great, like, play in the corners. I'm all over the place over yeah, here. My yeah, hand yeah. motions Wild are Wild just... for those who can't see it, which yeah. is everyone but me. <laughs> it's entertainment. Yeah, I mean, he plays happening. defense, he'll kill penalties, he's good on both sides. I mean, he's a great... I mean, it, it, when you look at it that way, he's like totally the type of player that the Bruins want everyone to be. Right. Except for the fact that he has a tendency to take some nights off. But hopefully that doesn't happen here in like a playoff push type right. of thing. And hopefully like he's on a winning team, he's playing on a great line. Like hopefully that keeps him going and like moving forward through yeah. the end of the season. I would I would be very surprised if he has like problems with engagement throughout the yeah. end of the season and into the playoffs. It's hard to imagine him like stalling out. You know, unless they get to the point where like their position is pretty well set, they have nothing to do and everyone's kind of taking a night off just to like stay healthy, stay refreshed. I hope that he really maintains the level that he's playing at right now because it's been awesome to see. Clearly, it's having an impact on Krejci and the rest of that line. And I think it sets a good tone for the other three lines, too, of, like, what you can do and how you got to play hard and, like, play every play every position and, like, keep your nose to the puck. Yeah. So you bring up the resting people thing. Yeah. A couple of, couple of other stories we missed this week. Some Patrice Bergeron apparently has, like, a hairline fracture in his foot. Yeah, which we knew something was wrong. Yeah, we knew he got hit in the foot bad and was sort of gimpy. 
but in he'd that be wearing Toronto a walking game. boot. He was seen leaving wearing a walking boot. Yeah, yeah. And that was so he got hit with the puck. He got like blasted off the foot in the Toronto game. A couple nights later in Buffalo, he played. And then after the Buffalo game, we find out he's Fucking got the broken hockey foot. player. We've also Jesus. got Tuka Rask out with some mysterious weird lower body injury. Yeah, I heard in an interview this morning uh, where it's like some sort of minor thing. Like, I, I don't think they're worried about it long term, but if you can't. You know, Hudobin's having a career season, so if you can get him in for a few more games, there's no reason not to. Yeah. You're not giving anything up by playing your backup goalie. Not right now, nights. anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's st- he had a great game against the Canadians. Like, he without a solid goalie play in that game, you're not winning. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, a 2-1 game going into overtime. Totally. That's- all goalie. It's all defense. Um, and and then, then the real... Yeah, the real scary one, which is the only one we don't really know anything about right now, makes is it scarier. Chuck McAvoy. Ugh. Goes down in the corner against Montreal in the first, like, 30 seconds of the game. Yeah, and it's, it's weird. Like, you, you see the play from multiple angles, and there's not really a ton of contact that's on the, that That's play. the fucking scariest part. I think he was in the boards earlier in that shift, though. And so uh, there, people are wondering if something happened so, there, actually, and he just kind of finished a shift out as best he could. So I've heard some speculation about that, and it's confusing as hell. Because he got hit into the boards and, like, hit his, like, left knee into the boards there but yeah. then on the play where he fell and then went immediately off the ice where he kind of like stuck his toe into the ice a little bit awkwardly yeah. that was his right knee and then he showed up to like the team photo which was apparently scheduled for today <laughs> monday in no you haven't heard this no yeah yeah yeah. so like the bruins didn't like practice today but they had like the like the official like 2017 yeah, yeah. season like a team photo Seems was apparently late. scheduled for today well i think they want to do a post trade online or something i don't know Oh, in case that there's like a in case, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, he shows up with sad. a knee brace on the right leg, or whichever leg wasn't the one that went smacking into the boards. Oh, okay. Which there are some like conspiracy theorists out there who think the one he smacked into the boards was the one he really hurt, and then the one that he like stuck into the ice and fell is not really hurt. I don't know. It's bullshit. What advantage does that give you? I have no idea. This is why it's like it's like an Alex Jones crackpot conspiracy theory as far as I'm concerned. I, yeah, where... This is like a Are There Aliens show. Yeah. Like, I don't... What? Which is a stupid question because the answer is obviously yes, but... 100%, of course. <laughs> Bonus episode idea. Write that down. Wait, are there aliens? Yes. Okay, cool. Thanks for listening. Are See there, you next week. Are there ghosts? Yes. No. <gasps> oh, controversy. <laughs> <laughs> How can you say yes to alien and no to ghosts? Uh, because one, one is like a logical <laughs> probability question and the other is like foo-foo make-believe. Make I think the idea that Next there topic. are other things <laughs> on a different spectral plane is just as obvious as that there are aliens. In what way is that obvious? I don't know. We like if you no. look at the, like the universe and just play the odds that we're not the only Oh, 100 Of life. course there are aliens. There's no... There, yes, 100% there's aliens. Yeah. That's not a debate. Right. I just also think there are ghosts. Okay. I'm glad that takes on the board. I've seen some. Can I give you a take about Patrice Bergeron's foot? Yeah, please do. Yeah, okay, cool. I am like all body today. Reel it in. Reel it in. <laughs> I am not drinking. That's the worst part. I'm just a mess. Uh, so last week on the program, yeah, we Bring both back. we both were in agreement that this would be a good opportunity for the Bruins to sit some people down and get some rest. Right? Yeah, of course. 
which I threw you're out. You're solidly the, in second and not likely to catch up to the lightning. You ain't going to catch the lightning. And if you're breaking your ass to do so, I don't really understand why it. you would. Not worth it. Um, because it's not going to change your first round matchup. And right. you're it just going to get them in the second ice. round anyways. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But it, yeah, it would give you home ice over Tampa. But yeah, you're but right. Whatever. Anyway. Not worth breaking your neck over. Right. So we said last week, like, yeah, it would be a good idea for them to sit people down, right? And then this week, you come out like, bing, bang, boom, Bergeron's got a foot, Tuca's got a lower body injury, and Charlie McAvoy's got some mystery injury, Yeah, right? some kind of fucked up thing. And I found myself being like, oh, fuck, injury plague, here it comes. We, the, other than, like, the very beginning of the season, the Bruins throughout this stretch have been mostly pretty healthy. They were really banged up early oh, on. Oh, yeah, crazy. And I remember thinking, like, oh, good get them out of the way now and let's be yeah. healthy later on and they've here. been really healthy pretty much for most of the mm-hmm. season here but it got me to thinking i was like okay so we we talked about how we wanted them to sit people down but it's like how does that actually what like what does that look like when a team goes to sit people down and i think we're kind of seeing it like because what, here's what they're not going to do they're not going to say yeah our standings are we're, we're pretty good in the standings like we're just going to give them some rest you know, yeah. if they're talking about like anything more than a night off, you right. know, prolonged period of time right. off. Like personally, I think this is good news. The Patrice Bergeron thing, not the fact that he has the fractured foot, but the fact that he's not playing. Like he played the next night in, in fucking Buffalo. So that proves that he can play on this broken so foot. So you think if their playoff picture was a little shakier, he'd be playing through it? Absolutely. Mm. I think Bergeron has played through this and worse. He played through a f- punctured, punctured lung. goddamn lung. That's like you can't breathe. Yeah, no, it's not like you can't breathe. You fucking can't breathe. So, and he's I, doing a physical activity. Yeah, I'm not even sure. I can a really fucking hard one. Stand up that. with a punctured lung. Never mind, put, put on ice skates. Yeah, I couldn't read a newspaper with a punctured lung. Imagine just trying to like put your socks on. Brutal. Good God. Oh, gotta go flops. Gotta go flip flops. <laughs> Thongs for days. Just scooch your little footsies yeah. right into them. That would look great on the ice. He's just out there in a pair of sandals. Oh, you meant hockey socks. I thought you meant just regular life. I was picturing myself putting oh, well, on also, socks like in my yeah. room. I mean, that, yeah, in any <laughs> scenario, that would be hard. But now Shit. I'd like to picture him playing hockey and football. I wasn't suggesting just, that like, you should wear his, sandals on ice. He's that like picking his foot up. Like, don't skate over my toes. Don't skate <laughs> over my toes. That would be the worst. Yeah, I mean, I think he would be, I think normal default Patrice Bergeron plays through this. Yeah. And I think I think it's unusual for him to be... Because again, I'm I'm like convinced that he can play through it. He proved that he can play through it. He right. played in he Buffalo, did and like day. I think it's totally clear to me. Uh, maybe not clear, but upon closer inspection and some cl- some closer contemplation, that this <laughs> is this is that this is not an an injury that is separate from our conversation about they should sit people down. This is just how the sitting people down manifests yeah you, know? you look for the opportunity totally. to take advantage of an injury they say, to sit someone down there's you know no what? Re- we don't need it. you right now we need you four weeks from now right sit down heal that thing same thing with tuca like we don't know anything yeah. about this lower body injury he played like shit against the penguins and just sit down just sit down we, we like we've seen from tuca Rask specifically too like his best year his vesna year yeah was the year that was shortened by the lockout and that oh, was yeah. the, what also took him to the stanley yep. cup like yep. the he peters out bruce cassidy said this at the beginning of the season he peters out around like 50 60 games sit him down (laughs) get him some rest anton hudobin is great right that's the thing you're not giving anything up playing and you have more solid lines you don't need just the patrice line to get things done in a game like you have offense coming from other places pasternak nash Krejci. like they have scorers now that can get out there and move the puck and like 
even give the defense a little bit of a rest because like you're keeping the yeah, puck and you've in the got, other end. You've and got like, Wingles and Gianta who are like just NHL players who you can just plug in right. there. Like Fresh legs. You too, can't win with a whole Gianta. team of that. But I mean, I, I think this is that. And I think it's very easy. Like on first glance, you're like, oh shit, look at all these injuries. But yeah. like take a step back and it's like, well, they're not just going to sit shut down Patrice Bergeron for two weeks because they're going to say we need to get him ready for the playoffs. Like you can't do that as a team. McAvoy is a little more concerning. Yeah. Especially the shadiness surrounding the injury. As more and more time passes, though, I'm actually less nervous. Oh, really? Yeah. The fact that, like, he wa- he got up off the ice, skated off, and immediately walked down the tunnel, and they, like, before the end of the period... He was ruled out. Ruled out, not returning. I was like, that's, one, unusual, and two, not great. I agree wholeheartedly. When I first saw it, I thought it was an ACL. Like, those non-contact injuries, uh, we talked about this in football, terrifying terrify me every yeah i mean Wes welker same thing yeah like you make the one little cut sapping with steven stamkos last year close to oh, the playoffs yeah, yeah, yeah. he kind of just went into the boards awkward it didn't really look like much next thing you know acl mcl i forget which one it was yeah but. he was out and i don't know but the, uh, the the thing with those types of injuries though is that like there would be no reason to dick around with the media and dick around with the, i mean if he's out he's out just say he's out you know right like if he yes. really has something like that but if they if they're playing games with it that tells me that they're trying to find an excuse to give him some rest, which I love. Yeah, you need that's what you need to do. We if you if if the fan base has to be kind of like left in the dark on something, yeah. but it ultimately is going to result in one of your best players getting the rest that he needs so they can be better in the playoffs, then I'm all for it. It is a little bit of a manipulation for the fans, I think, in some ways. Because like you yeah. say, like, oh, we're just sitting Patrice, and they're like... Whoa. Well, you're, you're giving up the rest of the season? Why would you do this? Yeah. Like, Or you what, can't he can't that. play? He can't play? Like, you, you can't show that sort of complacency, uh, right. even if it's and warranted. you can't say that to other teams that you're about to play against. Right, that, you can't say it to the team. You can't, yeah. you know, talking about the locker room and how this team is, like, gelled and come together and all that great stuff. Uh, like chemistry. If they have great chemistry, I won't deny it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, whether Cassidy that's, a, can't whether be that's like, the cause of their success or a byproduct of it, we can debate we'll at, ad nauseum, but we are agreeing that they have great chemistry. But they can't say that. I mean, they wouldn't be able to to sell that to the room and just say like, "Hey, we're not." Yeah, and how about if you're the guy that they're not sitting? Like, if you're David Krejci and you're right, like, "Fuck like, you, what? I'm not yeah. worth it." You don't okay. think I could use some rest? Yeah. Like, I'm tired too, buddy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I've been playing just as long as him. So yeah, those are that's my thought on specifically the Bergeron thing. Like, I think people are looking at that like, "Oh, this is terrible timing," and then I think, "No, no, 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 great no. timing." This is the type of injury we don't even usually know about. Yeah. Until the end of the season right. and, and all like, the injuries what have you come been out. Playing with? Yeah, he's like, totally. Oh, fractured face, punctured lung, torn ACL. And you're like, what the fuck? I also want them to sit down Brandon Carlo, sort of a random Bruin, Brandon Carlo. <laughs> you want him to sit them down because he, he's. I want him to sit them down because he's, he's been sucking ass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Number one. Not So not to save him, to save all of us. There has. Carlo specifically, and for those that don't know, that's like their second pairing defenseman. Yeah. It's Chara McAvoy and it's Carlo and Krug. Oh, they moved him up to play with Chara, right? Who? Carlo. Um, I'm not sure what they did in the rest of the Canadians game, but um, Brandon Carlo has been really bad, <laughs> and he's one of the brighter prospects. He's not really a prospect anymore, but younger kids who's kind of like took a big step forward last year. Continued well last year. He was in the McAvoy spot, which is next to Chara. Everybody, I would look good as an NHL defenseman playing next to Zeno Chara. And now that he's in on his flops. own <laughs> in my flops with my punctured lung, uh, now that he's on his own, it's a little bit less great, but he's still one of their, like, you know, a lot of people wouldn't trade him even for like 
you know, there are people talking about the Ryan McDonough move and stuff like that. A lot of people were talking about hanging on to Brandon Carlo. He went from being like a plus player to a hard minus player. He was a negative one in that Pittsburgh game. How does that happen? Right? Eight goals were scored for your team. You weren't on the ice for one of them, but you were on the ice for one of the Pittsburgh goals. Like, that's brutal. To be to come out of that what, game as a I negative mean, one is really you, bad. What are even the odds of that? Not great. Like oh, that and, and you his weren't time, on the ice for a single of those eight goals. His time on ice was like seventeen minutes too. Yeah, he wasn't not, like yeah. it wasn't like oh what a weird coincidence. Here I am. Look, they scored. Like he <laughs> oh, had significant ice time. Let me give you Brandon Carlo's last six games. Oh okay. Montreal, he was a zero. Pittsburgh, he was a negative one. Carolina, he was a zero. Toronto, negative one. Edmonton, negative one. Uh, got one against Calgary. Oh, well, he didn't get hey one. He didn't score. He was saying. just on the yeah, ice. Yeah. He was a minus four in that Vancouver game. They lost six to one or six to two oh or something like that. Oh, my God. Bro. And he was a minus four in Cal- uh, minus one in Calgary as well. You're Before like, that, he's a plus player. F- like, from the beginning sure. of the season on, What he's do you think's going on with him? Instantly, he turned into a fucking liability back there. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't really care. Something, clearly. Either that or he just, like... He just, this is just forever now and he just sucks. This but I don't serious. really think that that's the case. I you hope You want a healthy not. scratch him for a couple of games? No, I want him to get some, g- get give me plus some, minus back give me in the order? Tuka special, the vague lower body injury. Who cares? Stick Nick Holden in there. No, he sucks. Shame him. Put him on the <laughs> ninth floor as a healthy scratch. You're a negative one when we scored eight goals. Get, get out of here. Okay, so whatever. Shame him. Down. Protect him. What? Do whatever you want. Just get his ass off the ice. Yeah, for a couple. Put games. him on the exercise bike. Yeah, give him a couple zeros to pad his stats. Seriously, he needs them. It'll bring his average up. Yeah, I just th- got really angry about that. Shame him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe they'll do that. I don't know. It's something. I'm just not mad at all these injuries coming out. I do not in any way think it's a coincidence that after they made the Nash trade, which is a signal that they're from going the for front it. office to the team that says. We believe we can make a deep playoff yeah. run. We could have a viable chance at the cup. We've invested in this team right today, now, this today. year. We're in. So, like, let's do what we got to do to, like, put ourselves in best position for a deep playoff run, which does not mean breaking your neck on the final 20 games of the yeah. year. Uh, so you were at that Pittsburgh game. Sure was. I want to just go back to that. I'm happy to. Because you saw, I think, one of the rarest things in hockey. What's that? Some people Phil, might- Ke- Phil Kessel scored a goal? Hey! Oh, hey he old, scores a lot. He's a good Old he's a good buddy player. Phil Kessel. <laughs> he sucks. Uh, most people would think maybe I mean the Krejci hat trick. Ah. I don't. Wasn't wearing my hat. Uh, couldn't send one down? No, would have. Totally. Yeah, of course. No doubt about it. Should You know what you start doing is just bring your shit hat in your pocket in case it happens. You're going to whip it out. No, I wouldn't do that. It's jinx. That's bad. No, it's bad juju. Well, you could have the hat. What if you leave it in training? You need a hat. The rare thing that you saw was a char fight. Char fight. Oh, God. I love when the big guy throws down. Yeah. And I forget who the the penguin was that challenged matter. him. But he was a big dude. And the I, penguins player. The penguins player. Yeah. Well, he Chara's was a big guy. Obviously a big dude. Well, I think it's funny because normally you see char fight and you're like, oh, my God. He just fucking is going to crush that little man. But like the that guy was decent formidable size. formidable yeah. challenger and and so that fight was epic for a couple of reasons yeah. it was one of those I games hear the story it was one of those games where just the shit was flying you could yeah. see it was you getting it shippy was mcavoy even was going back and forth with hornquist or whatever which was great and this dickhead challenges at anochar after he's been on the ice for two minutes killing a penalty yeah. and if you go back like hockeyfights.com is still a thing even though there's not a lot of fighting in the nhl anymore yeah, it's short, go back and now. watch it char the guy drops the gloves and char sees it and he's just like, dude, 
Are you fucking kidding? Like he, he, like visibly, I could see it from two hundred feet away. Like, yeah, visibly was like, fuck me, really, <laughs> <laughs> and and then he like reluctantly drops him and like fucking gives the guy a good run. I mean, yeah. from my vantage point, it looked like a, a bit of like something close to a draw. Sure, Bruins most, fans are talking most about it. Are like he now. won, nah, whatever. Most it's hockey fine. fights are a draw now. I mean, he didn't. He didn't. Neither of them lost their skates. Whatever. It's irrelevant. The point is, is that was such a fucking awesome like Zidane Chara, yeah. like captain moment oh god I, I could have cried you. I literally yeah. was like so torqued at that moment did you want to just start like singing the national anthem of Slovakia yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew it I would have fucking sang it oh god that was such a good moment of just like because Zidane Chara is not a vocal leader He's not the best player on the team. Like he's just, he, and sometimes people have, like throughout Bruins history, yeah. people have called his leadership and his captainship into question. Yeah, and like that was just one of those moments where we were just like, oh yes, That's all why. the players. There was like a TV timeout immediately after that. Oh, I don't know yeah. if that was a coincidence or if it actually had to do with the fight. Doesn't matter. But like everybody that was on the ice, every Bruin that was on the ice, like skated over to the penalty box which like the door was open and they like gave him like the little tap on the pads yeah five minutes later when char gets out of the box every bruin on the bench like stands up and like is banging the boards like well after i mean five minutes of gameplay was like yeah, 20 minutes of time. real time yeah there was so many stoppages in that game too there's so many penalties and that's goals and shit annoying but anyways yeah it was just like clearly a huge moment for them yeah huge moment it's for like, a like rally cry you, you oh. knew the fight was coming you knew it was gonna happen and for like your oldest, biggest, most tenure, he's not yeah. technically the most tenure, but you know what I'm saying, like captain to be like, fine, you want to throw down with me, little boy? Yeah. I will and throw down after with After he's just killed a penalty for two right. minutes, he's been on the ice forever. It's like that's such a shithead thing to do. Beast move Ca- on like, to ch- like, That's like such a shit thing to yeah. do. Like you challenge somebody in that squeak. spot. How dare you? It's brutal. So I yeah, he it. fucking went for it and it was awesome. That game, it's funny. There, there have been some, you can only really determine this in hindsight once the season's over. But like that game yeah. felt like a tide turner. And I'm biased, but I was whatever. But like not necessarily a tide turner, but just one of those like galvanizing chemistry games <gasps> that are like dun, 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 dun. holy shit. Like this. Like there was a couple I remember in like twenty eleven there was a, a game with uh Dallas, the Dallas Stars of mm-hmm. all people, who were like a dirty team at the time with a bunch of fucking knuckleheads who would just like fight. Steve Ott was one of the I don't know, oh, whatever. Wow, great recall. Look at you. Anyways, there was like this specific like Dallas Stars, like total barn burner, tons of fights, tons of goals game that was like great. There's been dozens of them yeah. with Montreal that are just like Ugh. you look back and you're like, oh shit, that was like an important moment. At the time it's just a game. It's a it, fun it's game. It's really gonna be determined by what they do in the playoffs and how yeah. you look back on this regular season as a whole. But assuming they go far and do and are successful, you would look back at that game and be like, yeah, that was that like important. Out. Especially because it was the Penguins. If we're back to back Stanley right. Cups that's and they're going to the playoffs rival. and like they got ran out of that building. It was great. We talked about that last week about how that was a real challenge for them. Oh, totally. Coming a up. Big and time like, litmus test game. They the offense specifically showed up in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Tuga and Carlo less so. Tuga did Everybody not. else <laughs> really there for it. Yeah. It was pretty great. Yeah. What do we got coming up this week? I don't know. Let's we're going to we're going to hopefully have some news on McAvoy. If yes. it's anything other than a torn something, something or other, yeah. I'm cool. That's great. If it's any yeah, torn something serious. Cuz sometimes I feel like they play with torn little ligaments and I'm like, what the Like if you tear the one behind your knee, 
Which one's that? I MCL? don't know. But they'll no, no. They'll, it's ACL and MCL. Right. What's the one behind your knee? I don't know. Smarty pants. But they play with it. They'll just like stitch them together. Yeah, they'll play through all sorts of wild shit. It's crazy. But I think again, like the longer it goes without knowing about McAvoy, tells me that it's not Something. a torn. You know, he didn't like really fuck his shit up. Because <laughs> if he really did, why would they wait? Like, what's the what's the big deal? You can tell a torn ACL. Right. Instantly, the doctor, like in the the trainer in the room, can touch your knee and be like, "Oh yeah, you tore torn." Yourself. Yeah, and I mean, if he's gonna be out, if he's gonna go in for surgery, there, there's no point hiding it. Like he's he's gonna be out. Yeah, there's no strategic advantage. There's no like media game. If he's out, he's out. Right. So the longer that goes, the better I feel. We got uh, Red Wings on Tuesday night. Oh, okay. We got Flyers on Thursday night. Ooh. And we got the Blackhawks on Saturday night. Oh. And then again on Sunday. Back to back with the Blackhawks. That's home and home. Original Saturday, Sixers Sunday. in there. Yeah, that's a classic schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be a good week. I don't know if any of those are necessarily like... I mean, the Blackhawks are always a good pull, but they're not great this year. No. Um, they've fallen off a little the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, they're, they've, they've still got the horses on any given night, but... Um, just overall as a team, it's you know, not really there. sometimes you get a run like that, though, where you play those middle of the road teams like in teams that are traditionally like strong teams. Yeah, um, those are those are also games. A, that, those are games that usually get like good billing from the NHL. Right. Like, they that, can catch you off guard because people get up for the game like the Bruins fans are, are showing up. Yeah, totally. yeah, the place is full and you're like, shit, yeah, good energy games. Get, yeah. So I, I think they stand a chance against every one of those teams. Like, totally. I don't see anyone. But if they Probably backslide a little bit in the in the final leg of the season here, I'm cool with it. It's all good. Mm, a couple games. I don't want them to lose too much momentum. No, but if they if they lose some that they should have won otherwise, I don't know. Like if they lost in Montreal or if they lost uh, against Montreal the other night in OT, if they lost one to nothing, I would have been pissed. Yeah, that's but if annoying. they tie it up, get the point, go to OT and right, lose, at least take the point. I'd be. Sure. I, I'm telling you, when that happened, when they tied it up, I was like, dope. Get a point and get the fuck out of here. Right. Like whatever. It's been. A, it's not your night. Just get. It. And then Do they won, which is like, oh, that's fucking great. So much though. What? I hate losing to the Canadians so much. It was just ingrained in me. Well, the Claude thing makes it so much better now because I still have all, so much pent up aggression towards Claude Julian. <laughs> the fact that he, to hate them. the fact that he is now the co- coach of a team in the division that I already hated right. is so perfect. It's, I can't. It would even... be like John Farrell going to coach the Yankees. Right, but He's except like, for John you. Farrell was only the coach for for. Three years. Right. Claude was the coach forever. He was like the second longest tenured coach in the league. I know. League. It was weird. Forever. Okay. I have a lot of Claude related issues I to see. work. We through. might have to do an entire Claude episode. Me, you, and your therapist. We'll all do it together. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. Uh, if you like what you heard, you can rate, subscribe, and leave a comment on iTunes. Leave a comment. That's a new one. You can do that. You can do that. You can. Um, you should even. Yeah, I think it's your obligation. Yeah. We do this for you, for Christ's sake. Uh, you can also get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at TitletownCast on all three. Give us a shout. And you can check us out at GuyBostonSports.com. And not only are we there, but there's some other cool podcasts and uh, posts to read and stuff like that. Totally. Uh, I got there. See you next week, Melissa. Bye, Greg. Pray for time.